0: I don't
1: know. Are you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf-herder? It is midnight in Cozy Corner and in the galaxy far, far away. Pour yourself a cup of Jawa juice, put your feet up and get ready to howl at the twin sons of Tatooine. It is time for the Late Night Fright, right here on WKFF Cozy Corner Public Radio. Tonight, we're talking about the Mandalorian. It is time for the late night break with Dan and Faith, right here on WKMF, cozy on our public radio. I'm done with that Star Wars crap, and I'm done with you. Damn, Harrison.
0: Hey, Faith, do you have your cup of Jawa juice? Ah, uh, sure do. I got a cup of Jawa juice too. What do you have?
2: I have a uh, maple bacon.
0: I got maple pecan. It's
2: delicious. It's oh, delicious.
0: Man. No one else is delicious, the show we're going to be talking about tonight. You are listening to The Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we have Jawa Juice. (laughs) And we're back. We missed a week on The Mandalorian. We apologize for that. Schedules were scheduled and then descheduled, but we're back with episode six, The Prisoner. Faith, you and I. Have both had a lot of nice things to say about this show up until this point, and we we're gonna have some more nice things to say <laughs> about it tonight. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, this has been uh, this has been quite wonderful. Oh
2: yeah, really quite, well, surprisingly wonderful.
0: Surprisingly wonderful. I want to venture an opinion here, and we can talk about this more as we we get into the show. But uh, one of the joys for this uh, with me has been. You know, episodic television these days is the thing where, you know, there's that, that story that runs through it. We have a story that's running through this here, but what's fun is we go on these little side adventures, mm-hmm. you know, because this is very much in line with uh, comic books and the old serials that George Lucas was influenced by when he uh, came out. Like Frosted
2: Flakes and
0: stuff? Frosted Flakes, uh, Golden Grams. Okay. What's the one with the frog? Honey Smacks?
2: Yeah. Maybe some Fruit Loops or something. Maybe
0: some Fruit Loops. Yeah. George <laughs> likes cornflakes. <laughs> that's, my, that's my very bad George Lucas impression. <laughs> George Lucas likes cornflakes. We did the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the the movie serials I that George know, said, George. I know. I know, you know. But, uh, you know, it's great because you get these little, like, uh, little adventures, yeah. you know. And I know that they're going to come back and tie it back around. But it's nice that, like, it's not all about. This thing, right. you know, like the one thing. You right. know, it's about them on their little escape journey, like we had talked about mm-hmm. uh, the last uh, episode that we did, which would have been episode four, I believe, and uh,
2: five. I think
0: five. No, this is episode six. So, uh,
2: so maybe
0: faith. I told you never. You, you never disagree with me on the radio. <laughs> you never, never disagree with me on the radio. I'm, I am kidding for all of you out there. No, but uh, the one we're doing now is episode six, The Prisoner. And uh, before we get into the short synopsis, what did you think of The Prisoner?
2: I really like this one. This one was really uh, action packed and fun. It was really cool.
0: It was. And again, before we do the synopsis for Episode 6, let's talk about Episode 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of Episode 5?
2: I liked it. It wasn't my favorite. Uh, it, it had some moments that I loved, but I think it was a little more slower paced than
0: yeah, what we was. It was entitled The Gunslinger. I mm-hmm. uh, wanted to make sure that we got that mm-hmm. right. Uh, featured a lot of callbacks to the mm-hmm. original Star Wars movie. He goes right. to Tatooine. He goes to Moss Isley, He walks the street that Obi-Wan and Luke... Uh, drove down going to the cantina. He goes into the same cantina, mm-hmm. sits in the same booth uh, that Han Solo <laughs> was at, but things are a little more laid back at that yeah. cantina, aren't they? <laughs> One of the things that was so funny to me, uh, that was pointed out to me by our good friend Kate Fontenot, who was so good to come in and co-host our Death Proof episode mm-hmm. with us. And That uh, episode is available wherever podcaster founds uh, the latest episode of The Late Night Fright. We uh, talked about the Quentin Tarantino movie from 2007, and we had so much fun doing that, and we've been trying to get him on the show for a long time. And uh, yeah, I'm very proud of that episode because yeah. I think it's one of our better episodes. I think so. And uh, Cade was nice enough to come in. Cade's a huge Star Wars fan, and he and I, uh, like you, uh, we talk about The Mandalorian after, after we watch it. And Cade pointed out one of the funny jokes in the Gunslinger episode was – in the original Star Wars movie, the bartender's behind the bar and he says, You know, you're droids. They can't come in here. No <laughs> droids allowed. And there's a droid bartender in, in the Gunslinger episode, which I thought was really funny. And they go off on their adventure, very Sergio Leone, you know, mm-hmm. bounty hunting, going in the dune, you know, desert of right. Tatooine. They find uh, Ming Na, the uh, voice of Milan. She was on ER for years and uh, they get into a fight and she dies. The uh, bounty hunter tries to double cross him and, uh, yeah to no avail. You can't double cross the Mandalorian, <laughs> oh, right? And a nope. uh, mysterious figure shows up at the end of that who's uh, again Kate pointed out uh, when he walks it sounds like spurs are jingling and jangling. He thinks it may be Boba Fett. That, that
2: I, I read that but a lot of people said it's not for various so, reasons. They said they they don't think that they put him in there to take away from the Mandalorian and his right. story, but it who, would make, it who would, knows?
0: It would make sense if he, you know, and right. be like, "Okay, yeah." Of course. You got him in there. Uh I I think it's Probably Giancarlo Esposito. That's that's uh, what I
2: was thinking. Who is
0: playing an Imperial Governor? We have not seen him yet. Right. Even through this episode, we haven't seen him yet. Giancarlo Esposito, of course, is the center fielder for the New York Yankees. <laughs> that is Giancarlo Esposito is one of the, I, I love him. I think he's a great character actor. Yes. And uh, but his name, that is one of the great baseball it, names. It really and, and only he could only be a Yankee. You know what I mean? Like it's yes. Yeah, that's a that's a New York Yankees name, Giancarlo Esposito. 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 Yeah, they they you know roar as they come to their feet and cheer for their hero. But uh, I thought that was a, a really great episode and an interesting thing. I wanted to go back and talk about that just just briefly mm-hmm. because uh, Amy Sedaris of yes. all people pops up <laughs> in uh, the Gunslinger episode, uh-huh. and there's been some interesting casting bits mm-hmm. in this show so far. We get another really interesting casting bit in this one, The Prisoner. And would you like to say cuz I know you know who I'm who I'm Are going you? with here. Oh,
2: see, I've got two people in my head at the same time. I'm
0: going with the bald one.
2: Okay, well, I was going I was going with both of <laughs> them. So, who do you well, oh, there's Bill Burr, obviously. Bill Burr. And yes. we love him. And then of course, uh, Mark Boone Jr.
0: Mark uh, Boone Jr. Uh, stands yeah. out
2: to me because I'm a Sons of Anarchy fan. Right. And, hey, that's, right. <laughs> he always stands out.
0: Right. See, I see Mark Boone Jr. and I think of Batman Begins <laughs> when he you know, when he uh <laughs> when he's buying the falafel, you know, and he's like, what, you gonna feed your kid falafel? And then he gets brought up, you know, swear to <laughs> me, <laughs> That whole that whole bit. So I see Mark Boone Jr., that's, that's what I think of. He's he's a great character. He actor, is one, one of our greats. Uh, no, for me, though, Bill Burr. you know, Mark Boone Jr. has been in so many movies in his in his, you know, his his credits list right. is so big to see him pop up here is not
2: as surprising as Bill surprising
0: Burr. because he's a working actor. You know, and he's right. he's an actor with a capital A. Yeah. You know? uh, no, it's uh, Billy Freckleface, as he as he's been known to call himself. Bill Burr pops up. in his, And I think Bill Burr's on record as saying he doesn't even like Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I don't even like Star Wars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bill Burr, of course, is one of the greatest stand-up comedians working today. Yes. I think he is absolutely hysterical. <laughs> uh, he's he's one of my two favorites. Uh, the other being Norm Macdonald, who I think is absolutely wonderful. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're not we're not gonna go on the norm mcdonald uh oh, path but uh, not. <laughs> but yeah bill burr and he had nothing but nice things to say about being in this episode but still how weird was it you're seeing bill it's burr weird. in the episode and all i can think about is f is for That's family exactly what i was oh. thinking.
2: frank murphy the frank murphy
0: you know <laughs> All I can think about when I hear him is Frank, and I see him, and I, and I, I, and I see Frank, and all I can think about is, like, uh, you know, like, uh, I was waiting for him to tell the Mandalorian, and if you haven't seen F is for Family... Turn off this show right now and just go watch F is for, forget this show. Go, go watch F is for family. Then come back. Yeah. Come back. i believe There are two seasons. I think there's 16 episodes. Yeah, so 16 30. Yeah. About eight hours. Yeah. you be back in eight hours. We'll wait for you. Ready? One, two, anyway. Um, no, but uh, if you've seen the show, you're going to get this reference. Um, you know, I kept waiting for him to tell the man, put your head through that fucking wall. <laughs> you know? Me too. Put your head through that fucking wall. <laughs> So great, great stuff. But interesting casting. You also have uh, Natalia Tina, who uh, popped up in the Harry Potter movie. She's done some wonderful work and in, in other things. But she plays the uh, Twi'lek, uh, rather crazy Twi'lek in this <laughs> in this episode. And Clancy Brown,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Clancy Brown, one of I mean, he was the Kurgan in Highlander. He was uh, in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake that we talked about here on this show. He's Mr. Krabby from SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, he was also recently, I think the biggest thing I've seen him in recently was the Magnificent Seven remake with Denzel Washington and Chris Pat, Chris Pratt, Chris I should Pat. say, it. Pat, Chris Pratt, Chris, Chris, Chris. Pratt, <laughs> and Ethan Hawke. Um, he, he's Clancy Brown's great has one of those great voices. Mm-hmm. He he pops up here, and uh, this this really is a fun episode, and you get more of like the political <laughs> stuff here. So let's get into it. The prisoner. Here we go. With a very short synopsis. Faith, would you like to cue the music?
2: Yeah, sure. Go ahead, say it. Here here we go. Here's the music.
0: (laughs) All right, there it is. It's mysterious, isn't it?
2: So mysterious. Here we go.
0: The Mandalorian reaches out to his former partner, Ran, for work. Ran welcomes him to his space station and informs the Mandalorian that he needs a ship for a five-man job. He is joined by ex-Imperial sharpshooter Mayfeld, Davaronian strongman Berg, droid pilot Q90, and Twilight woman Jean for a mission to rescue Jean's brother Quinn, a prisoner of the New Republic. After infiltrating the prison ship, they fight through security droids and make it to the control room where a New Republic soldier triggers a security beacon before being killed by Jean. The crew rescues Quinn but double crosses the Mandalorian. He escapes and defeats each crew member, then captures Quinn. Q90 finds the child after deciphering the archive transmission from Grief Karga, but is shot by the Mandalorian before he can harm him. The Mandalorian delivers Quinn to Rann and departs with his payment. Rann immediately moves to launch a fighter to kill the Mandalorian, but discovers the New Republic beacon had been placed on Quinn, leading a trio of X-Wings to Rann's station, where they attack. In the final scene, Mayfeld, Berg, and Jean are revealed to be locked in a cell on the prison transport, having been spared by the Mandalorian.
2: You did so wonderful. Did you like my mysterious? That was wonderful.
0: Coming to a theater near you. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. What did you think of uh, the prisoner? What do you think of the whole setup here?
2: I think it was really cool. Like I said, this was uh, much more action packed than the Gunslinger. I think, and I I liked the different. I liked where we were with with this episode. Kind of. You uh, know what
0: this? You know what this reminded me of in the beginning? What Predator? Yeah really reminded me of Predator. The guy flies yeah. in and then he, he hooks up with the team and they go in. Like even yeah. that scene where they're going in and Bill bursts and they're kind of looking around mm-hmm. and talking. It reminded me of Predator. Yeah. you know. And then you get into the ship and it kind of then takes on this alien vibe yeah. for a minute. And then halfway through it goes into Tarantino territory when they start double crossing each other. <laughs> you know, And I was thinking of Reservoir Dogs and then John Woo's Face Off when they're doing the Mexican standoff. <laughs> And I don't know what the Star Wars equivalent of a Mexican standoff <laughs> would be. You know, Bespin standoff. You know, they have to be different, right? It yeah. <laughs> has to be different. But um, but it, it, a lot of those things, and then classic kind of uh, Sergio Leone spaghetti western for a few dollars more, where you know he, uh, you know, they have to take care of something. You yeah. know, it, it's got that classic western space opera it, vibe it, it to does. it, and uh, but a little more sci-fi elements mm-hmm. with those kind of thrown in uh let's talk about the guest cast here I, we i know we already just mentioned him <laughs> we, we mentioned bill burr but i can't talk about bill burr enough before we talk about bill burr this episode was written and directed by rick Fumiyawa, who i i still think i'm mispronouncing this man's name and i need to do a better job on that <laughs> Ooh, he <excuse> also <laughs> directed uh the second episode the one that uh, featured the jawas mm-hmm. and um mr rick and dave filoni and uh, Deborah Chow, who directed uh, the third episode, mm-hmm. and she's going to direct the episode after this, and I believe is going to be heavily involved in Obi wan Kenobi episode. They appear as all of the Rebel pilots at the end of this episode, so That's I cool. thought that was really, really cool and a nice touch. Uh, so I just wanted to make sure that we mentioned because I think he's everybody on this show has done a wonderful job, mm-hmm. but he uh, we've really enjoyed his episodes for yeah. some reason, haven't we? Yeah, the, uh, we have. the second one with the Jawas, and then and then this one. Uh, let's get into it. So the guest cast: Bill Burr. Um, Mayfeld, he is a uh, Mark Boone Junior's right hand man, uh, former Imperial sharpshooter. They get in some great quips. Yeah, uh, you know, he gives him that look, and he says, "I didn't say I was a stormtrooper. I said <laughs> I was a sharpshooter because the stormtroopers have the notoriously bad, uh, bad name." What do you think of Bill Burr being in this? Because that to me, this, I'm, and, and I don't want to keep beating this horse or bantha since we're talking about Star Wars. <laughs> I'm still wrapping my head around the fact that. Bill Burr is it's, in Star Wars.
2: Yeah, it's ah, uh, it's uh, it's weird, <laughs> to say the least.
0: Yeah, what did you think of him?
2: I thought he was really cool. It, it's again, it's weird that he's in it. Uh, it it's unexpected, you know. If you're if you're not <laughs> expecting him to show up in the episode for sure. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I thought he did a great job I playing a did. badass. I think so too. because I I totally got the vibe that this guy was a badass. Yeah, and it was really kind of cool seeing Bill Burr not even try to hide Bill yeah. Burr, you right. know? <laughs> and uh, the, what did you think about the comedic elements? Because I love the comedy that they threw in. I didn't think it was over the top, and I, I know your favorite moment in this had to be my favorite moment uh, was uh, yeah, well you look like under that mask, you look like a Gungan, you just can't <laughs> take that helmet off. You know, he did the Jar Jar Binks impression, which which I thought was just really funny, you know? And again, but I think that's kind of where this show is. You know, you're getting people like Bill Burr, people mm-hmm. that you wouldn't
2: necessarily listen.
0: I mean, if I was casting Star Wars, and it's like, all right, we need a badass. You know, who are we gonna get? You know, I
2: think Bill Burr. I think Bill
0: Burr's, <laughs> Burr's available. Get him. You know, that's not the first name on top of my list. As wonderful as I think he is, and and uh, and completely badass. But uh,
2: it's kind of like the Reba and Tremors type,
0: right? <laughs> you know, it's right.
2: Like, you know, but it works.
0: Right and he's doing something here that Harrison Ford does in the original Star Wars movie which is he's backseat driving mm-hmm. this this thing cuz if you if you watch and notice what Harrison Ford is really doing in Star Wars is he's commenting on the action that's happening around him right. you know that that classic scene where Luke has the lightsaber you know and the and the thing hits him you know the laser bolt he's in training and it hits him in the ass and and Harrison Ford ah, yeah lightsaber yourself a blaster you know and doesn't believe in the force and, and, is, and is you know uh, like I said backseat driving that you mm-hmm. know and uh, kind of keeping a perspective on things and Bill Burr is doing what Harrison Ford did in that yeah. movie in this episode and I caught it I kind of about halfway through, I went that's what he's doing yeah. how great is that and, you
2: know? yeah it's still just so unexpected that it's coming from Bill Burr
0: <laughs> it's all it really I'm not lying like my mind is still you know trying to wrap it, it wrap itself around it, the fact yeah. that You know, Billy Freckleface, you know, as he calls himself. And especially so,
2: like, so right on to the, you know, like, you turn the episode on, here yes,
0: And that he's not the comic relief. Right. You know, which is great. So, well, we mentioned uh, Mark Boone Jr., uh, Sons Mm -hmm. of Anarchy, and and countless, countless other things. Um, I I really liked him here. Mm -hmm. I I didn't feel like this was uh, anything out of his wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. I, I thought he played the mysterious and...
2: He reminded me a, a lot of his character yeah. from Sons of Anarchy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did Favreau do any work on Sons of Anarchy? It wouldn't surprise me if he did. I, I don't I, I, I don't
2: don't believe so, but I'm not sure. That's a, yeah. I, I don't I, think so. But yeah. that's and those I guys have check. been around
0: both of those guys have been around for so long. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure they've crossed paths and, I'm sure. And I'm sure they probably weren't in something together at, at one point. But uh no, I, I you know, he's a great actor. He uh he's a character actor. Mm-hmm. And you know that when you get him, he's one of those guys. this is solid. this mm-hmm. is this is gonna be good. And I thought, you know, you see him and he kind of I think he kind of brings a little bit of baggage with him. yeah. And so you kind of know like who this guy is,
2: right? you know exactly.
0: So I thought I thought that was great. Uh, Nat- Natalia Tina, mm-hmm. I've, I've always liked her, she was in a uh, the 2002 Hugh Grant movie about a boy, which is I the first time I ever saw her. With her. And then she played a character named Talks in the Harry Potter movies. And she's been in Game of Thrones, so she's got some some geek credentials. And I, like I said, I've been a fan of hers. I, I think she's a gorgeous, beautiful woman. You know, and she's she's amazingly talented. And I didn't recognize her. That isn't that great. Uh, what What did you think of uh, of her in this? Because I think she was having a lot of fun.
2: That's exactly what I was going to say. She looks like she's just having so much fun in this episode, and I think she's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I like those teeth. I like yeah. the little hissing things she was doing. Do you remember the Star Trek episode where they go to the prison where like Captain Kirk's mentor or one of the starship captains was in the prison and they had the Orion slave girl that was there, Mm -hmm. Marta? And she was played by Yvonne Craig, who passed away recently. She reminded me of Marta from uh, from that Star Trek episode. And it wouldn't surprise me if they and they had her Mm -hmm. watch that episode, because the way that loose cannon that that kind of. That that, yeah. <laughs> th- that hissing thing she was doing was something that Yvonne Craig did, and I was catching that vibe. So I don't know if that was written that way, or she she uh, went and watched that and picked up on yeah, it. Yeah, kind of got but,
2: influenced. Well, you know, yeah,
0: the crazy woman vibe right. was, was 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 amazing. Uh, then we had the droid. Yeah, the mm-hmm. droid was sufficiently uh, sufficiently creepy. Uh, <laughs> but you know, why we're here. You know of why we're course. here. We're we're not here to talk about Bill Burr or to talk about Natalia Tina or. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Let's mention Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown is oh, yeah. one of my favorites. He got that voice. Yeah, that voice and that look. Yes, you know? but that voice and, and uh, I didn't. I kept going. Who is this? Like, because <laughs> right. I didn't recognize him under that uh, under that makeup and that creature that he plays. That devil creature. Mm-hmm. That's uh that's something that appears in the uh, cantina in the original uh, Star Wars film. Um. Again, great actor, and I love that they're casting people like this. Yeah. you know,
2: it's always fun to see who's going to pop up. You know, you you never know who's going to be in the next one. It's just like, okay, I'll take it.
0: <laughs> right, right. So uh, I I I think that that little trio is great, and mm-hmm. I liked that the trio kind of reminded me of Superman the movie where you have General Zod and his cohorts in the Phantom Zone. They get in prison, and you know they're going to come back at a later date and wreak hell. And uh, it's nice that you know we're we're gonna have them again. If not this season, maybe uh, right. you know next season. So, yeah, yeah, they were they were great. That's a whole lot of fun. And I like the way that, it, like I said, it went from uh, being the western to being like Predator, and then to being like an Alien for a bit, and then mm-hmm. being like a Tarantino movie, and then it turned into a horror movie. At yeah. the you know, and the Mandalorian was the uh, was the monster in that hallway with those reds. I liked when he was walking yeah. down that hallway, uh, stalking. Was it no? It was Quinn, the uh, the Twilight male. Uh, mm-hmm. he was stalking up. I don't think it was Bill Burr. He was, he's was, yeah. anyway, no, it was, it was really <laughs> great, but, uh, we're not here to talk about any of that crap. Yeah, I'm done with that Star Wars crap. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about the real star of the show. Shall we? Uh, uh baby Yoda, baby yo-yo, <laughs> baby yo-yo. Uh, Funko pop is now making a baby yo-yo, uh, figure. And I think they are back ordered until May of mm-hmm. 2020. That's how popular baby yo-yo is. Yeah. In this time of impeachment, in this time of crisis, in this time of, uh, whatever bothers you the most uh, We have Baby Yo-Yo to unite us all. (laughs) He's a hero we didn't know that we needed. Right. Baby Yo-Yo is in this quite a bit. Um, Again, (laughs) I ask this every week. How cute is he?
2: He's the cutest thing ever. Look, my sister doesn't even watch this show. She she doesn't watch Star Wars really at all. And she made me rewind this episode to watch him. She's like, oh, I need to watch this. I'm like, yeah, you do. (laughs) he's so cute everybody loves him my
0: favorite moment with him is uh, when the droid is going to shoot him yes and he puts up his hand he's putting up his hand to use the force Mm -hmm. and he and he falls over and the Mandalorian shot him it makes you wonder doesn't it Uh
2: but he looks down at his hand like hmm did I do that
0: (laughs) so I heard an interesting theory because this show is taking place five years after the end of Return of the Jedi Mm -hmm. and uh, the baby yo-yo character is 50 years old right so he was born 50 years before, and that is approximately the time that Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader. So some people have surmised that the Force, in an effort to correct itself, you know, created this baby yo-yo character, mm-hmm. you know, to to eventually balance out the Darth Vader character, mm-hmm. which it's an interesting theory. Yeah. And the, one of the theories is that Yoda's species comes along; they're they're created by the Force when there's some kind of uh, you know turbulence, right. you know darkness to mm-hmm. face and and balance hmm. out. So that's
2: interesting. It, it is
0: interesting, yeah. Um, or it could just be a really cute little frog. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. You know. So we we keep we keep saying it. Uh, we're enjoying this, mm-hmm. and uh, here's another phrase that we keep using. But I'm going to ask you: Does this still? feel like star wars to you that
2: was gonna be my next thing that i was gonna say actually it really does i mean no offense to anybody working on you know these newer movies this makes me want to pretend that they don't exist because this feels so much like star wars that you know i just want to watch this and continue on and pretend like do you know what i'm saying i
0: know i know exactly i know exactly what you mean
2: because they capture that that whole essence and, and feel of Star Wars, and-
0: the 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 fun of it, yeah, the the, the attitude, the swagger of exactly. Star Wars. Uh, you had made a point, you know, the men, you know, the male mm-hmm. aspect of it, and and for me, it's not even that. So right. when I say, so it's not this male swagger, no, it's just this. It this is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, it it feels like it, the look of it, you know, the uh, uh, the tone of it. You know, kind yeah. of fun, having fun with itself. Not meta; it's not a meta critique on Star Wars. Right. You know, but it's having fun, mm-hmm. and it's an adventure, and I look forward to watching. Me this, too. <laughs> you know, and well, like I, I said, I'm
2: so sorry that I keep doing that. She just
0: keeps knocking. She,
2: I, I, I'm I'm very itchy. <laughs> you,
0: you give you you give a pretty girl maple bacon coffee, and she just proceeds to to tear up the studio. I, I,
2: I'm itchy. I'm so sorry. I, I'm scratching my my allergy shots over here. <laughs>
0: You know it's your own fault, right? Yes. For having allergies.
2: I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> you should apologize to all the listeners. I am out there so sorry that I am allergies. allergic
2: to dust and trees and grass and actually, the world. And
0: <laughs> actually, we should probably blame your parents because that's your genetic makeup, right? <laughs> it's, it's blame your parents. Yeah, blame them. You yeah. know, allergies. So allergies.
2: sorry, I'm itchy, people.
0: Allergies do suck. I really do. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, uh, getting back to it before we, before we wrap it up here. I don't know where this is going, and you want to know something? I can't believe I'm about to say this. I don't care.
2: I was going to ask you where do you think it's going, but you I don't
0: care. <laughs> I, don't I don't care where this is going. Whatever they're doing, I let, want but, them yeah, to keep it doing happen. it. I know they're doing a second season. I just want them to keep doing it.
2: You know, a lot of people think that episode eight will end on a cliffhanger, so we're not really sure. They're thinking we're not sure what's going to really happen until we venture on into you know into season two. So. Like he said, I don't care where it goes. I,
0: I hope we get some kind of resolution to, to all of this. Yeah, you know, but I don't care where it's going. Yeah. I, I'm so happy to be along for this ride and to and to have Star Wars for 30 to 45 minutes a week.
2: I know, and I'm you know. so I'm still so glad that this team of people gets it, and, and you know, they're making things that that we want to see, and they understand and. I feel like they're having fun making this, you know.
0: And, and I don't feel like they're pandering to me. Mm-mm. And case in point, we've talked about how this is expanding the world. You know, case in point, the last episode, The Gunslinger, mm-hmm. when they show the Tusken Raiders, great opportunity for fan service and going back to, you know, uh, A New Hope mm-hmm. and, and all that. And having them do something like right. the the Raiders, Sam People did in A New Hope. No, what did you see? You saw something new with him. You mm-hmm. saw him communicating with them, yep. which I thought was so cool. Yeah, you know, it wasn't just hey, here's the People. South well, Park well, like, with the but, member. You remember South Park and the member, member, yes. the member berries. <laughs> it it wasn't just a member berry. It was no, here's something new. And and I went, well, that guy can communicate with the sand people, like and right. they, you know, and and can. Well, barter I think we, we, we said him. this
2: in the first few episodes. I feel like they're taking things. From the mo- the original movies, and they're bringing them to this not for nostalgic purpose to expand their story and to you know to bring them to this, obviously, because right. they're from Star Wars. I mean,
0: you know, but right.
2: they're not just for that nostalgia reason, you know. Right. So, I think and it's cool.
0: We've gotten uh references to the Phantom Menace with the pit droids. We've gotten what I love the pit droids that Amy Sedaris had in uh Molary and Curly Man, <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they were in uh in the Gunslinger. But uh, we've gotten uh, references to, to a lot of the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. And they even, in this movie, they made a reference to the Gungans, uh, mm-hmm. obviously from the uh, prequel trilogy. But they even made a reference to the casino planet uh, in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So it, it's, you know, I don't know if they're, why, you know, if it was just like, you know, kind of throwing a bone to it. Like, hey, you know, this is all part of the same world. And that's fine. Right. You know, because it is. It, right. You know, whether you, you know accepted as Canon or not that's that's your own business you right? know if you accept the the sequel trilogy as Canon but uh, I I do like that this is close enough to the original trilogy to where they really don't have to worry about what's coming down the mm-hmm. road you know so they don't have to get into that this can right. be its own thing exactly. and, and more closely aligned with uh, with with that original trilogy which I know just everybody seems to really love and you know the sequel trilogy is gaining in popularity mm-hmm. yeah I think because of the sequel the prequel trilogy, I said, is gaining popularity because of the right. sequel trilogy. I think <laughs> I think a lot of people are starting to to kind of jump off of that train.
2: Mm-hmm. I think so. You know?
0: But uh, if you love those movies, you love those movies. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I they haven't spoken to me as a as a Star Wars fan. But this this is really this is really it.
2: Yeah, I, I'm surpri- I'm so glad that this is so well done you know yeah and so so much fun to watch and
0: and at this point like i said i don't care where it's going (laughs) i am just so happy to that we get to to watch this and then talk about it you know know. because i enjoy talking about it and uh the little callbacks they're doing here him with the little knob on the ship you know him taking that (laughs) knob off and and giving it to him and playing with it and and just like i said the swaddling that swaddling blanket that he has and and looking like yoda and uh you know those big eyes, and and I I'm excited to see what they're going to do with with uh, baby Yo-Yo and the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know if he's going to be something important down the line. But at this point, it's so much fun just watching them and watching this father son relationship develop. And I, I will we'll end with this. Do you think this is going in that father son
2: yeah I think direction? So. You think
0: he's gonna he's gonna hold on to? Him?
2: I think so. Yeah. You think so?
0: Do you, yeah yeah <laughs> I do, and I think it's because he. Like we said, he sees himself
2: mm-hmm.
0: in this, but he's so damn cute. I
2: know,
0: you know. I think the uh, I, I think the, I think the Mandalorian has a heart. And, and, I uh, think he's, so. It's not a stone heart. He he has a as a H.I. McDonough in Raising <laughs> Arizona would say. You know, all of God's special creature. I forget what the line was, but uh, creatures, uh, the cuddly creatures. <laughs> yeah, he has a. He has a swath spot for that. Pedro Pascal is great as always, and I just saw that he is in the uh, new Wonder Woman movie, nineteen eighty four. Wonder Woman eighty four. Uh, that looks a lot like a Stranger Things movie. There at a mall. It looks like the Star Court Mall, but um, he's in that movie. I think he's playing one of the villains. You
2: know, I asked that before. What? What? What is it with the eighties that people are are bringing back so much? Not that I'm complaining at all. I'm just saying. What, you know, when did that trend? I don't know. You know, become so big.
0: I right. don't know. You know, I, I really don't know, and uh, we so it's had,
2: not a complaint.
0: Yeah, we it's had talked about that on the show. Why that? Yeah. Why that is a thing? And uh, there, there doesn't seem to be a good reason for it with the Wonder Woman. Maybe know, people series. just
2: like everything from the '80s, so they're just like you know.
0: Well, it was a it was a different time, you <laughs> right. know. Uh, and, uh, no, of, course, I, of course, it was a different time. You know, but <laughs> but, really? but you know, but I mean, the 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 way that we communicate was so different, right. you know, and, and all that. So I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know why that is. A, I'm uh,
2: not I'm not complaining. It's just me neither. You know, interesting.
0: It is interesting, isn't it? It is. So, well, I feel like we talked about, you know, one episode and a little bit about another episode, but we didn't really talk about anything, <laughs> anything at all. <laughs> We have no idea where this is going. No. Uh, if you're still with us at this point, thank you for staying with us. <laughs> and uh, I want to thank each and every one of you out there because we know you have a lot of options uh, as to how you spend your time. And Faith and I are, are so fortunate. And I, and I mean that. We're yes. fortunate <laughs> that you choose to spend time with us. We've had uh, some great months here on the show. Our numbers keep going up. And uh, we're, we're ranked we're, we're on a chart and we're high up on the chart and that is all due to you and our promise to you is uh well this episode uh notwithstanding <laughs> cuz we didn't prepare much for this episode but this episode notwithstanding we're we're going to try and keep getting better yeah. you know we're going to keep trying to to do this show better and uh you know we're doing the Mandalorian right now we're going to do this through the run and then we're going to be doing something different yeah. and but uh you can always count on us doing horror movies during the week and we're going to keep trying to do that well uh, this will always be free this this show will always be free maybe somewhere down the line we might do some some kind of uh, paid content mm-hmm. you know. But but you know the yeah. majority of our stuff is always going. This this will always be free, and we just want to thank you for for your support and for tuning in and for listening. And uh, it, it's really it's I, I feel so fortunate you know to be a part of this. And and uh, we've been doing it for ten months, and who knows where this is going to go from from here? But we have some plans. Yes, we so do. <laughs> and uh, our plan right now is to continue doing the Mandalorian until the until uh, this season ends. And you know what? When season two starts,
2: right back at it. We'll be there. <laughs>
0: We're going to be, whether you want us to or not.
2: Right? Just don't listen. <laughs> so,
0: sincerely, though, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much Mine for tuning too. in. Because uh, I feel like we rambled on this. But you know what? We got to talk about Bill Burr and F is for family. And, you know, yeah. we got to throw some Star Wars in there, too. I
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> It's pretty good. you have anything else you'd like to add about uh, The Mandalorian?
2: I think that's it. I think, I think that's all I got.
0: <laughs> I think I'm good. I just I would just like to say live long and prosper.
2: That's the wrong show. But I will.
0: <laughs> I told you don't don't disagree with me on the radio.
2: <laughs> I mean, you can quote Star Trek all you want. I mean, that's fine.
0: I am giving Faith the Vulcan <laughs> the Vulcan salute. Live long and prosper, you know, Faith.
2: Me, me and my mom do that to each other a lot, just live, randomly.
0: You tell her to live long and prosper too. Thank you again. Uh, <laughs> congratulations to Joe Burrow. He is the 2019 Heisman Trophy winner. Why are we bringing that up? Because Faith and I are LSU fans, and he's had a magical run this year. Congratulations to Joe. Yes. Uh, we usually we never really talk sports on the show, <laughs> but uh, if you are not aware of what he's done this year, it is, it's pretty magical. Yeah, It's really been it's a magical been. run. It's one of the greatest uh, single seasons in college football history. This is College Football Hall of Fame worthy, what he's done this year. And he won the Heisman Trophy by the biggest margin in the history of, mm-hmm. the, uh, of, of them giving this, this great award out. He, his name is now up there with some of the greats of college football, yeah. will forever be there with the greats of college football. And he's one of the greats among those greats. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? It and, is. And we've been very uh, fortunate to see him play this year, you know, to watch him play, because we're LSU, we're Baton Rouge people, <laughs> and uh, with the LSU Tigers. And, and even if you, don't, if you don't like sports, if you don't like LSU, uh, you know, everybody's got their team. Yeah. We, we get that. Um, check him out because this this really is one of those once-in-a-lifetime things, you know, and watch him play. Uh, they've got at least one more game coming up against Oklahoma, but there's highlight reels out there. What he did in the SEC championship game against Georgia was unreal.
2: I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. Can you do your best Coach O impression? <laughs>
0: Coach o, we should tell them who tell them tell them who Coach O is before before I do this. Uh
2: he's like the real life version of Cookie Monster, but he's the head coach, the LSU Tigers, who kind of sounds like Cookie Monster. So I think you should just go ahead and he's He, a, uh, he ends every interview with Go Tigers. He's what from Terrebonne Parish. He's from
0: a Cut Off, Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, he if,
2: if yes, yeah, Cut Off, Louisiana doesn't explain enough
0: which is in south louisiana <laughs> cut yeah off louisiana. cut off louisiana and uh he's uh yeah faith hit the nail on the head he's, he's like he's like cookie monster and he likes gumbo and uh and uh some people on espn got in trouble we're, we're done with star wars by the way yeah. you can you can if if, if 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 you're not interested in this you can just turn it off now um <laughs> some people in on espn were he's got this voice that's like very you know you can imitate it yeah it's it's yeah, he's he's like a character of Are a character you? of himself. <laughs> and he's 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 really turned into a great coach. But mm-hmm. so people on ESPN got in trouble like the sideline reporter did an imitation mm-hmm. You remember this yes. during the um <laughs> Miami game, I think it was, and people got all mad and I was like, whatever. You know, I mean it's it it, it is what it is. There's a way to Let me see if I can do Coach So um if you've never heard him talk, <laughs> go listen to him right now. <laughs> Boy,
1: we're gonna get out there, we're gonna play with a gumbo. <laughs> Go Tigers! Go Tigers! Go Tigers! Yes, <laughs> <Go Tigers. laughs>
0: it is. It is. It is the most South Louisiana thing.
1: To call me baby. It's a great day for LSU football.
2: It's like wait. I feel like it's getting worse too. Like it's getting more mumbled. Like. It is.
0: It is the most gravel voice mumbling <laughs> thing you've ever heard in your life. Joe quarterback. Go Tigers! Go Tigers! <laughs> Go Tigers! Um. Yeah, like we're done with Star Wars. <laughs> so, let me say one thing. Let me say one thing about Ed Ogeron. Um, Ed Ogeron uh, went. He was a head coach at Ole Miss and failed spectacularly. Had the worst percentage winning percentage. When he had a high losing percentage uh, <laughs> of uh, any head coach I think in SEC history there, and mm-hmm. uh, failed spectacularly. Then he uh, you know got some more assistant jobs. Uh, I think he started over at Miami. But um, came interim coach at USC, came here when they fired uh, Les Miles. He became the interim coach. And he said that failure that he had at Ole Miss, you know, taught him so many things. Mm-hmm. And now he's implemented those things that he's learned. And this is why LSU is where it is. Yep. And I just, you know, we've said some things before on the show about certain things. I don't want this to sound like a self-help thing, but, you know, let that be a lesson. You, well, know, you know, you know, learn from you know. You can learn so much from your failures. You know, don't get down on. Them, well, yeah, and we,
2: we, we talk about it in our Sweeney Todd episode that's coming out. You know, don't give up. You know, I mean, yeah, it, it just don't. I mean, yeah, you don't, never know. Don't give up <laughs> what's and, gonna and keep happen. and
0: keep learning. Yeah. you know, and uh, I mean, don't let
2: failure stop you. You know, yeah, I mean? don't learn let age it. or anything. Yeah, yeah, you're never
0: too old to to achieve your yeah. dreams. And and it's been. A great story with him, and uh, and you know, like I said, hats off, and the proof is in the pudding, and they they've really put something together special. But uh, yeah, go Tigers. <laughs> uh, Joe Burrow, though, he's out there. He won the Heisman Trophy award, and if you have not seen this man play football, uh, just look up some highlights. I don't care if you don't like sports. I don't care if you don't like LSU watching play this has been one of those once in a lifetime things i'm so happy to have you know been around for this and uh he's gonna make a whole lot of money playing football on sundays <laughs> yes he will <laughs> so <laughs> so faith since we're done with star wars should we tell them to keep their coach o on a leash yeah. <laughs> should we? i mean should. it seems appropriate if you're still with us at this point you must really love the show. Yeah, thank you. And or thank or you. they're
2: from here and they just want to hear. They just
0: want to hear us talk about Coach. <laughs> Some
2: coach impressions.
0: impression. Well, live long and prosper. May the force be with you. Uh, Faith, Go I'm Tigers. Dan.
2: <laughs> I am Faith.
0: And uh, we want you to keep, keep your, your coach on, on a leash. leash. Go Tigers. And Carrie, take us home.
1: And in conclusion, Your Honor, I hope I slept with you to get the job, because if This is a Coyote. On behalf of the cast and crew of the Late Night Fright with Dan and Faith right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio, we want to sincerely thank you for tuning in, and we want to remind you to tune in each and every week as we break down a new episode of The Mandalorian. May you stay one step in front of the Empire, and may the Force be with you. We'll see you further down the trail.